And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with another episode of Strategy and the Virtual Controller. My name's Damien Greathead, um, and I am excited to say that I'm sitting in not sunny Sydney, but sunny Montana today. Um, so I'm actually in the same time zone as my, well, similar time zone as my co-host Penny Breslin, and never been to Montana, Penny, but um, it's absolutely beautiful up here. How are you today? I'm doing fine. I'm wishing I was in Montana. I went to college there. I really like it. I and really feel bad about what's happening, though, up in uh, what happened. I, my daughter called me and said, hey, mom, have you checked with Karen? She, you know, Red Lodge and Gardner, they got wiped out with flooding. That Is that the crazy. flooding? Because I'm, I'm, at, <laughs> I'm meant to go whitewater rafting tomorrow, but I'm looking at this river and it is absolutely raging. So I'm not, well, it's I'm not quite sure. It's early in the <laughs> It's always the best time to go rafting because you're going to have the most fun. Don't take the kid, okay? No, no. Well, <laughs> Gus, Gus certainly is not coming rafting, but no, I'm just looking at And it's cold. That water is co- ice oh, cold. Oh, yeah. The water's so. never going to get warm. <laughs> it's Ellisfeld, dude. It's never going to we, uh, No, we, we would go with the kids. And, you know, I remember Aqua was about six and uh, I was busy. So some of our clients who were in Jackson Hole took her. And the video that uh, I was looking at up on the streaming wall was my daughter falling out of the tail. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this guy Steve, he he grabbed her on the next the next raft coming through. Luckily, the kids had uh, you know. Um, Life vest and everything. Yeah, uh, so a, a group a group went today. So I'm going to check in with them to see how it was before I make my final decision. And um, but no, it looks fun, but it also looks quite treacherous out there. Well, so you know, I'm sure for the tourists, they're not taking them down the. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, good point. Like yeah, the number fours and fives. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. it is early so, in the season. It's pretty gutsy to do a whitewater rafting. <laughs> no, I just dipped my dip my toe in the in uh, Swan Lake, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is cold. So I'm not sure sitting on sitting on a raft for for three hours or four hours so we'll see how we go i'll let you know if i assuming i'm here next week well it'll be in success yeah and you and if they're taking you out that long they're going to be long stretches where there won't yeah. be a lot of yeah yeah it's pretty wide really. yeah yeah um but no beautiful country so but but nice to be back in the united states and um apologies to uh to listeners it's been a bit of a, a gap between episodes but basically i was on the road and then caught covid um, finally caught up with me, uh, and then we transited to the US. And Penny, you've you've been on the road a fair bit as well. I mean, you've hit up uh, Las Vegas for the AICPA Engage show, over to Orlando for Scaling New Heights and BKX. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, why, don't, why don't we kick off with a, a bit of a, a round the grounds, if you will, in terms of key themes coming out of some of these conferences um, and maybe AICPA Engage is the is a good one to start. Um, good to be back in Las Vegas, or, or what was it like? Oh, it was it was noisy, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, actually, I kind of left it a little bit early because Rick came and we drove over. I flew out and then he drove over later, and uh, we went to Joshua Tree where it was hot but uh, beautiful and calm and quiet and quiet. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it was really nice. But it was interesting because it was very, you know, AICPK Engage is obviously a different focus than some those other two, the other two that I went to later. And it's, I, w- I would consider it modular because there'd be one day where the focus would be on audits and another day where it'd be, you know, high. Mm-hmm. You would see different people coming in on different days. But overall, there was a huge um, amount of cast. Uh, focus 
sessions for, uh, for want of a better word. And, um, and I wasn't going to, you know, be sitting in any of the audit, how to do a tax return. That's for sure. (laughs) So, um, but I did get to talk, speak with a lot of those people. And, um, so, you know, I think that there was, there was definitely a, a sense of, um, good energy. Um, there was the, the, the vendors were quite happy. I believe I, the ones I spoke to were very happy with uh, the results of it. Um, some new vendors to look at, um, some new features on vendors that you're already familiar with, some vendors that were available in that one and then didn't show up at the next one because um, something happened. Yeah, something. Let, and let's talk about that a little bit later on as well because th- so, there's been overall, a couple of those. Yeah, overall it was very, very good. Um, the, I think that the... The nice thing, and I saw this at Accounting Web too when they did this, is that there was no longer the long drawn out. Let's talk about what the hell the cloud is. Like, Jesus Christ, mm. sorry about that, folks. But oh my God, you get so tired of, of that. It's like, come on, we're up. But so I think that that two years of remoting have taught people that. But not only that, there was a lot of focus on how this this isn't going away as far as people wanting that either hybrid or working remotely. So what do you need to do to change how you're doing things in your company, i.e. run practice, whatever you want to call it, but your company in order to be able to accommodate that. And then also dealing with the fact that even though you can effectively manage a remote team, that the person, if you're hybrid and some people are in the office and some people aren't, those people that are out of the office how often do, um, you know, how, how are they dealing with the fact that they might feel isolated? So it's really interesting some of the, the wonderful, amazing ideas people have come up with to keep that communication going. And the sharing of those ideas amongst people were very nice. It was very, very pleasant to see how giving people were. But there was one session and uh, Nicole Davis and uh, Byron uh, Barnes last name is going to be angry at me for that, but um, <laughs> they did the session and it was uh, a debriefing on the end of tax season. And one of the polling questions was, you know, what kind of organizer do you use? Do you use an electronic organizer? Do you uh, you send out paper organizers? Do you not use an organizer? And the polling question came back and you could see the people answering the questions and the percentages would go up. And 35% still sent out paper um, organizers. And I'm sitting in the back of the room and I said, you're shitting me. And I said it a yeah, little no, bit. it's insane. And, like- I saw that go up. and Nicole cracked up laughing up on the stage, but I was kind of surprised that uh, that was still happening. So you wouldn't. Could, what, what I was thinking is that, could you imagine though, Penny, like in peak lockdown during COVID and whatnot, poor somebody has to head to the office, print off a couple of hundred um, uh, uh, tax organizers and mail them out. Like it's just nuts. And then, we, so my wife's American, so we have to file an American tax return every year. And we, we get to her parents' home and Lo and behold, what's sitting there? A, a paper tax organizer from her 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 uh, her accountant. It's it's just nuts. Oh well, you know, um, I think that that's probably the part of um, of the accounting world. And that was the other thing I heard from audits, you know, because a lot of the audit, the new audit software was out there talking about how to do it remotely and how to use AI for audits. And I heard, you know, several people that 
you know, they focused on us. No, I still want to see the paper. I still want to do that. And you would just look at them and go, oh, my God, what do you, what do you, uh, come on, really? Uh, people keep on people keep saying, well, do you want this receipt? No, I gave you a debit card. I don't need the receipt, the transaction IDs in the, in the record. I don't need all that stuff. Um, and so it's, it's really interesting. Uh, the cast people, you could see the difference in mentality for those people sitting in a cast class versus somebody who is sitting with the audit and the tax. And I imagine that that'll eventually change. But um, it's it's still I was shocked to still see people saying I want paper and hearing people say no I worked in the office all during COVID I went into the office uh, I we went had, to the office yeah we had clients who still wanted to come in and give us paper and you know and I would go how old were they <laughs> you know but also, do, you, do you think clients wanted to do that or they just didn't know any better that they hadn't been told or, or given a better way to, to I, do to engage with their accountant? That's a really good question because other people would say, well, I just told my clients, no, I'm only going to do yeah, this one. Yeah. And um, so, you know, it's, it's like, who's, who's leading this show? Uh, yeah. you, you can train your clients one way or you can train them the other way and you can decide which way you want to live your life. There are tools to do it both ways and you get to choose. And, um, and don't nice let the tail way. wag the dog. Exactly. So Penny, so, I, I'd like I'd like to go back a little bit because you said that it was really nice that we didn't have to have the whole conversation about is the cloud secure and all that type of stuff because we've been banging on about that for for many years. But we we have also been talking about the opportunity of CAS outsourced uh, accounting, bookkeeping, client accounting services, outsourced controller, um, part time CFO, whatever you want to call it. We've been talking about it for a long time. Um, the, I think the AICPA says it's the, the fastest growing revenue stream in an accounting firm. From 8% to 24% in one year. Say that again, sorry. From 8% to 24% growth in one year. And, and for you and I, that makes absolute sense. And, and it's why we've been talking about it for, for many, many years, because that recurring revenue just unlocks all of the value add. Uh, and also now the technology, the tech stacks and, and, um, uh, agile workforces enable us to to actually provide this this type of service for our, our clients. Um, what was the the feeling on the floor? There's obviously the the converted the the people that are singing from the same hymn book. But what was the the feeling amongst attendees? Were they was there still that mentality of like, oh, I'm not getting into bookkeeping. I don't want to get into bookkeeping. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the bigger the firm, the harder they, the more difficult it was. And I <laughs> yeah. absolutely, and it wasn't even just at Engage. I ran into this at Scaling because you know they have some big firms that show up there. And the first night I was there, and by the way, probably the best show that Joe Woodard has ever done. Really? And I'm pretty picky. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, not only from a perspective of um, just you know the content and everything, but the way it flowed the way they broke it up, the way they made it easy and manageable in a relatively large, drawn-out walking space. And I finally had the boot off my foot. Oh, so the boot's off. <laughs> I had to wear comfortable shoes. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I finally was walking without a, uh, without a boot. And, um, but it was, it, was, it was well run and extremely well received. But um, like 
there was there were the first night I was there, I was sitting down and I had got in late, and uh, there was the two women there, and we introduced ourselves to each other at the at the sushi bar, and uh, we started talking, and they were from a very relatively large firm, 17 partners, a lot of mergers going on. That was another thing at Engager. The mergers are very difficult, so difficult for people to 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 get through and to figure out where they were going to go. But they worked in the cast division for this particular um, company. And were they out of New York? All right. So I was going to say 17 partner firm in CAS. There's one particular firm I was thinking of, and I, I saw them on Twitter, and I was just wondering if that was who you ran into. Yeah. In they the might have been there, but that wasn't, that wasn't yeah, okay. the two. Yeah. I was talking to them about it, and I go, okay, so would you do this, this, and this? And and one of them, she put her head down. She goes, well, not during taxis. And I said, so you're really not doing CAS. Don't tell me you're doing that. Don't Do not tell me that you are doing this if they pull you out of this during tax season to help them with taxes. And were they partners, managers, seniors? Um, um, they were managers of divisions yep. within the uh, um, company. And, um, you know, and they, I could hear their frustration in their um, voices. And, um, and you know, I, I said, you've got to decide what you want to do, you know. And and you know I ended up hanging out with them quite a bit. They they had a great time there, but um, I can everybody else. It was like you know you're reading all this this stuff that's going on with even the bigger firms. They're trying to pull that section out of mm-hmm. county because the kit could be more of a conflict of interest. But also it's you know you it's too easy for the old guard to pull you back into the old way of doing things because they work on such deadline compliance stuff. And, and, and let's face it, nobody values bookkeeping, but try to do an audit, try to do a tax return and try to do any kind of uh, assistance uh, with your client and not have accurate numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, the mentality for so long was, well, you didn't get those numbers until way after the fact because mm. of paperwork back then. And then when QuickBooks came out and Peachtree, you know, the individual business owner was doing it themselves and you didn't trust those numbers because they didn't understand the high level accounting functions of journal entries. And so there's there's always this, I think there'd been this misconception that anything coming out of those was not proper enough. And therefore I could not make a good judgment call. So why would I say anything to my client? Um, so, you know, if, this- I, if I'm billing by the hour, I, I may as well go in and check everything line by line. So. Yeah. And there's still quite a bit of mix of that. Um, yeah. and, and, and I think that people have to decide you have to have both because you can't do, you can't take on a new client and just out of the box do that whole bronze, silver, and gold. Um, well, you know, I, I, I think that's like probably, that. never, ever. And, and I, I, I think that's probably the challenge that they have, isn't it? Because the the people that are responsible for implementing and doing the the managers, the line managers, they probably don't have as much control as as possible. Um, but the the partners are being told at AICPA engage. Uh, that it's the fastest growing revenue line. It's as simple as doing gold, silver, and bronze. And so they come back from Las Vegas with with sort of one impression of what CAS is. But the actual 
practical implementation of it is vastly different. And so it's it's quite funny that probably the partners went to to Las Vegas, the managers went to Orlando, and then they have to come back and and meet to try and work out how to make sense of it. And that's good. That's good. And I think it's cool that a larger firm sends their managers to something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I just think that it's it's that there's there's going to be a challenge though that if if Las Vegas is saying it's as easy as gold, silver, bronze, but then but then the the actual practical reality of it, and then um, uh, Orlando is saying it's re-engineering, it's change management, it's marketing, it's etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, I think that's probably the two the the challenge that maybe these managers are experiencing because. They've heard two quite different, um, quite different uh, visions of, of what success looks like or sounds sounds like. Yes, and then I think that also they're sending the wrong person. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and 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 maybe everyone should be in Orlando rather than sort of splitting the, or, or everyone should be in Las Vegas well, or rather well, than well, splitting well, let, the team. Let's look at this. Your next hire doesn't need to be a bookkeeper or an accountant. Your next yeah. hire, you look at the companies that are selling you their apps. What do they do when they sell you the app? The first thing they do is they wanna give you a demo. They wanna sign you up and get you with one of their account success managers who goes through the process with you, who gives you, here are the steps. This is what it's gonna look like for you. This is what it's gonna look like for your client and, and gives you all that. And the bookkeeper's looking at that and going, yeah, what am I gonna get around to doing that with mm. the client? When I'm busy doing all of this, so um, one of the, I mean I harp on this a lot, but you know what? Hire somebody who, and please don't ever make them a bookkeeper or an accountant. Have them go to these shows and have them learn how to use these applications, and have them learn the technology, and have them have the relationship with the app developer for support, um, so that they can deal with your client at that level and make it easier for those people who are going to perform CAS to actually get to the root of the matter and, and not have to have these uh, uncomfortable conversations with clients about where is it when it's broken. And, the, you know, because something's, it's going to break. It's going to break or it's not going to work. Yeah. Or they're yeah. going to be on it. You know, I don't, I don't interface with my mobile phone. I do it through a browser or I don't ever use a browser. I always use my mobile phone. And, you know, there's always going to be that stuff. It's something's always going to break. Um, I was, and, and you need someone monitoring that, not, not doing, you do. the, you can't, you doing can't the, not, the, not do the reconciliation. It. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't, if you, I mean, like, I know firms because I know we work on the back end where they've got maybe 150 online GLs and somebody's got to be in there on a daily basis, making sure that nothing's broken. Because And, yeah. and if it is broken, somebody's got to be able to comfortably speak to the client and say, and that the client knows when they hear from this person, I've got to go fix something. And so like one of the things that I mentioned to somebody and I go, you know, just, you know, I know that, we talk about different bank feeds and, you know, whether they're using Plaid or whether they're using Yodley or whether they're using the Intuit one or, you know, there, there's so many other scrapers out there. And um, there's, I learned about something that I can't talk about yet, but I think it's going to be huge when it comes out. Anyways, um, but, you know, if, if the client is going to be connecting all this stuff and you still need to get statements and check images and, and bank feeds, and if it 
you've got an automatic fetch and it, it, it pulls something over on this app and then it pulls something in this app and then it pull, and, and you've got to pull it in this app. Pick one of those apps that does it the best and teach the client on that one because they all yep. sync together. So for instance, if I'm using something like Ledger Sync and it's pulling my check images and it's pulling my statements and it's pulling, it can pull bank transactions. I'm not going to bother to connect it into QBO zero because if it breaks, I want it to break in one spot and I want to teach my client one spot to go to. And you just need to pull it. You just need to pull it and store it. You, and then you can do the rest of it. Yeah, right. Because that, that sync part, that's simple. What's hard is when it breaks, get in touch with the person who has to fix it. And why does it break? Because they changed their password. And you yeah. know, then you have to call them and say, well, I want you to change it here. And I want you to and change then, it yeah. here. And I want you to and change then you're it gonna get, And then you're going to get a two-factor authentication notice. And you've yeah, just got to right. accept that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so now you've just made it difficult for the client. So I think that you, you need to, you, if you're the bookkeeper, again, if you're the bookkeeper, if you're the account manager, if you're the one who's going to have this advisory level meeting with the client, if you're the one who's going to be working with the client on the future of their business, you do not have time to do all that too. And, and Penny, I might say sort of something, a bit controversial here, but if you're doing, if you're doing the monthly virtual controller that we've been talking about, to be honest, to have the value-add conversations, you, you don't need the check images. You don't need the bank statements mm. there and then. You, you, you need to store them. You need to have them from a document retention and and if the IRS comes knocking or, or the state comes knocking. But you, you don't need them to close out the books and to have a, a value-add conversation. Whereas, And I think oh, you know. I, I actually think a lot of people get stuck there to be like, I can't close the books. They haven't seen all the check images. And you're like, that's, that's not really true. That's not really true. In fact, if you don't have them and you have the conversation with your client and you go, well, you know, you have this big sense of money. I can't tell you what it is because you didn't tell us what it was. And yep. then, you know, you're going to get, and if you have the conversation with the client, you're going to get better feedback. I've yelled at my team. Uh, I've go, stop, stop hounding this client for a, Close the books. <laughs> yeah, for a piece of paper. Take his word on it. Okay. Just take his word and on it. Do a Google search and make a best guess and then make yeah. a note to, to come back and ask exactly. at some point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't be don't be so myopic on this. Get get out of your accounting head. You know, we gotta get this job done. Listen to what that client just said to you. He said, Listen, I don't have that. I do not have that, but I still need to get some information. Take my word on it. That's why the money was spent. That's where it was spent. Just allocate it. You mm. know. Um, and just and I, but I understand why somebody needs a statement because they need to know a beginning and an end date. But if you're in the books every month and you're seeing it every month, it really, the conversation is what counts with the client. And again, get somebody else to deal with that. Just and and, and also I, I think because you are in, in the books daily or weekly, at least weekly, rather than after the fact monthly bookkeeping, again, that start and end balance doesn't really matter as much because it is as close to real time as possible everything's up to date. You're keeping everything up to date. Whereas back in the day, and I, I, again, I think we sort of fall back into the habit of this is the way we've always done it. We always needed the check images. We always needed the bank statements before we could get started. Whereas actually everything should be done and, and we should be doing the cash flow forecasting. We should be doing the, the reporting and the, this quarter versus last quarter conversations, not just hounding for a bank statement before we can get started. Listen, with everything that's gone on in the last two years, if you haven't figured out the cash flow forecasting, it was it was important before 
But if you haven't figured it out now, yeah. that it isn't, it's, the, it's, it's, I guarantee you it's a much more important report than a damn piano on a balance sheet. Um, mm -hmm. it, it is where all of the, all of the value added is found. And it is where the success of your customer is, is in your discussion with them on the cash flow and where their profit is versus what that profit and loss statement is, which isn't true profit. No. <laughs> um, so, you know, just, but you've got to get, you've got to get the control of it out of your way. And you've got to, you've got to stop thinking that only an account, a bookkeeper or an accountant can do that app stuff. And then when you do find somebody to do it and you don't think that they're billable time, they're not billable time, they're salaried employees. And yeah. you know what? If they're, if they're not fulfilling 40 hours a week with helping you with apps, don't stop putting them into bookkeeping. Give them something else to do. Have them go study the apps. Have them go. And, you know, it's not a bad idea for them to know the terminology and understand the end game, but you don't ever want to have them doing books. Um, because as soon as that happens, then it's just like the two women who say, yeah, we, do, we manage cash, but during tax season, we're put over on the tax team. Yeah. That's, that's not true cash then. And so what happens to the, the, the client accounting services during tax season? Is it just sort of put on hold or is it sort of minimum, like pay the bills, do payroll and that's it? Yeah. Like minimal. It's minimal. And I'll tell you what, that's typically when a bank feed or credit card feed's going to break. And then you yeah. go back and it's like yeah. four weeks later, it's two, two months later and you go, shit. <laughs> and not all of them will give you historical information. But, um, and then you got to call the client up and say, you got to reconnect it. And then, da -da, and then it's, and then what was it, what was this for three months ago? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Three months ago. What did you do over there? So Penny, um, um, other yeah. themes from scaling new heights? What scaling new heights was, oh yeah, it was pretty good. I, you know what the, the thing was, and this was the same thing at accounting web and, and some of the stuff I saw at engage, which was they weren't the usual suspects doing the presentations. Um, oh, that's interesting. Especially at scaling and accounting web, it was relevant and it was relational speakers. Um, mm -hmm. There were the rock stars up on the stage with the damn accountants. Um, and that's about time. Uh, they, uh, both of them did that, uh, did that very, very well. I think that, uh, to me, you know, I, I, I said this to Joe, I said, you know, we kind of just, there was just one-on-one -on -one little conversation we had relatively quickly. And, and I just said, you know, typically I go to these things and within two minutes of going into a session, I walk out. Walk out the back. Or you sit up the back because you know that you, you're going to walk out pretty walk quickly. Out. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and although there was stuff that I definitely heard before, have even written before, but it was refreshing to see how it was presented differently because it was presented from the viewpoint of somebody who was actually doing this on a daily basis. And it was exciting to hear the questions because the mm. questions were much better questions. They were much more, well, I tried that and this is the way I tweaked it in my particular, and it was just, it, Every session that I went into, and every one that I, where I, the ones I didn't walk into, where other ones that they, they, it was the same thing. I really could relate to what I was being taught. I mean, that's interesting. Much more interactive because actually, you've been we've been 
the the industry has been banging on about this for quite some time and i've actually started trying i've been building my tech stacks and tech stacks have been breaking and companies are required and companies go out of business and and all that type of thing so maybe maybe it is actually just much more interactive because people are actually doing <laughs> doing what what we've been talking about for so long well they're using the apps yeah they are. And and sort of interestingly, like I think um, you you shared an email post accounting web from a a um, uh, I think I can't remember where it came from, but basically a a, a sponsor and exhibitor at accounting web, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then three weeks later there was sorry we're out of business. So it's it's sort of an interesting rapidly and then changing. And the next landscape. day, I had a client in Boston while I was at scaling said, "Did you see this one too?" And they were both in the same type of business, buy now, pay later. And mm-hmm. uh, they both had some primarily free apps. And um, well, one didn't completely go out of business. They just stopped servicing this segment of the population, which is small business. Yeah. Uh, the other one completely shut down within 24 hours. Um, and guess it wasn't recession proof. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, but, but it, it it is sort of interesting though as well, and 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 I think, and I'm not sure what the the trade show floor was like for AICPA Engage or or Accounting Web or or um or Scaling New Heights, but certainly the shows that I've been to lately, there is a big section in expense management, and some are some are sort of the 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 old time the old the old timey uh, SaaS companies, and there's ten startups and that type of stuff, and and I think there there is sort of a Let's just offer it for free until we get critical mass and then we'll work out what to do. But it's a much more competitive and a much more heavily populated um, trade show floor in every single segment. I've, I've seen Casey Johnson shared a slide on that, um, all the different applications that sit within all the different parts of practice management, yeah, that's, accounting that's services. And there's like, I won't say thousands, but it looks like there's, there's there's 15 different expense management. There's 15 different AP. It's it's intense. Yeah, yeah, it is. And somebody asked me. They said, "What are these old school expense managers going to do in a world where people play pay with tapping their watch, uh, pay with debit cards, um, where you can give somebody a card and preload it with the budgeted amount and predefine where they're going to spend it?" Yeah. Why do I need? that expense manager. And I was standing there and I was talking to somebody who owns their own GL and that I work with. And, um, and I looked over there and I went, well, why don't I go find out? So I went over there and I said, so what's this add on products you're doing? And they told me, I went, ah, that's what you're doing. Reimagining how you're doing it. A big one is, uh, that I saw, uh, it, it is the managing e-commerce. Mm. Um, speak that's that market is growing uh, because, frankly, uh, if you are selling anything online, you're selling it in multiple uh, channels and each of those channels handles that differently. So there's more players in that market, just like there's more players in the sales tax uh, management uh, market. Um, There's a lot of players in the AP uh, market. And then there's a lot of players in the reporting. <laughs> Back in the day, you know, you go, okay, well, you can go fathom or you can go spotlight. <laughs> and one is static and one isn't. And then, but now, and then Giraffe came out and then, you know, now they've got some stuff out there that uh, that was uh, 
well, well, BKX, which I felt, sorry, folks, I'm going to probably, they'll hate me at this BKX for it because I went to it two years ago and I thought it was great. You raved um, about it. Yeah. Yeah. I raved about it. And so I got some clients to go to it and it was like, oh God, really bad. Did you, did you go or was two weeks in Orlando just too much? No, I went for the last day of that one. All right. Um, okay. I'm going to do two solid weeks. My dog already had a heart attack, I swear. By the time I got home, she was like panicked. <laughs> Plus, because it's, you know, it's hot and muggy in Florida. Um, so, uh, but uh, it was, it wasn't as well done as their other one, I guess I'm going to hmm. say. But, but the client that, uh, that I uh, talked into going to it, because they live near there anyways. Um, she ended up going over to scaling new heights also. Uh, and she had three and eight, three people in each. Um, she said that at least she got one good thing out of it. And that mm. was she met a particular reporting company that she really, really liked. And, uh, so, and I mean, I guess you've sort of got to, to sort of close out the point. You've got to be careful that yes, as he said, um, back in the day and by back in the day, I mean, mean four years ago, there was spotlight and uh, spotlight and fathom. The, the good news is spotlight and fathom are still there and they are still yeah. innovating. They are still growing. Yes. Yeah. They're still doing it. Yeah. And, and new ones are coming. New ones will come and new ones will go. And I, I think it is, you, you probably just have to do a little bit more due diligence um, on the actual applications. A lot more vetting. Yeah. So I suggest you listen to David and Blake on that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but, and actually ask about, and, and if they're off, ask about the customer success, ask about the support afterwards. Um, ask how many other accounting firms are using it. What is go and go into the, the detail of what is the funding structure? Because if, if they've got, yeah, absolutely. Ask them how, if this is that, if this part of it is free, how are you funding that? Where yeah, is the yeah. I mean, I, I actually have one, one company where I even just started the sentence of asking them that she immediately knew what I was going to ask and gave me the answer. You know, we're, we're, we're pre-funded for seven years, yada, yada, yada. Um, where, where are you, lo where's your, where's your, your server located? I mean, yeah. you on AWS or Azure, um, you know, what are you series a are you you know how how long have you been in business and the other one is is this all there is or do you have another division and is this a function of um uh that where i've seen it happen twice now where they have a product that they built and it was maybe b to c or but it ha or it was large um, ERP based, and they took this section out and brought it into the SME market. Um, yeah, and, and I've seen that a bit. Where or alternatively, where they're trying to add the accountants channel, accountant and bookkeeper channel, and then they're like, "Oh, we've invested so much money in this channel, and it, for the last six months, and we haven't got any payback, so we're scrapping our accountants." We're just scrapping it, which I've seen have happen, yeah. and it's. You know, it's because it takes 15 months to sell an accountant on a $49 a month app. More than that. More than that. <laughs> more than that. <laughs> yeah, more than that is right. Yeah, that's that's on a good day. Remember Benjamin Chow at Personable? He and I, we had a long lunch over that with him going, Penny, tell me, how can we speed this up? And I went, I don't think you can. Benjamin. I don't think you can. It's about trust and it's about relationships and it's, it's, also, it's about... It's 
cutting through the noise because there's there's one personable, but there's fifteen other personable like companies that are vying for the accountant's attention, and 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 that's the fifteen companies that they've actually paid a subscription for. So can you imagine 15 uh, customer success uh, managers calling on an accounting firm, trying to get some time with their team to um, to get training in and to get sort of uh, the implementation plan in place? It's, um, it's, it's not as easy as win accountants' hearts and minds and, and, and we're away. Yeah, because sometimes it just, you know, I, I mean, I've got it. Like, you know, people go, well, let me show you a demo. No, here's my calendar. You can show me a demo on this day because I don't want to talk. There's much going on. I'm too much of a ADHD in this room right now. And um, so, you know, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Uh, here's a day when you can show me that demo, but then you get back from these shows and you just get slam, slam, slam with all these emails. Um, it and it's hard. It's hard because there's a lot of noise. And as uh, one young gentleman in Ireland told me when we were working on their app and they wanted to bring it to the United States, he said, you guys are so different in the United States. You have so many compliance states. You have so many times when you have to actually have to have something done that wh- where do you ever have time and space to learn what's new? And then once you learn it, to actually move into it and utilize it. That's that. That's why I mean, that's why you need a client success manager. That's why you need somebody who can be the quarterback for your business to handle that. That doesn't mean you don't send your accountants and account managers to these sessions. They definitely need to know, but there should be somebody going along with them who will say, yeah, and I'll pick up with that. I'll take the demo. I know what you want out of it. I know what our clients need because we've niched our clients. I know what the cast is supposed to be doing, whatever you want to define your cast is. You like these apps. I will take it from here and do the demo and see if it fits the goal and the vision that this particular accounting business has got to, is doing with their clients. And I think that's really good advice because I, I think for the most part, the the, the the big shows that we know of anyway, that there might be some local state shows and whatnot, they're done for the summer. There'll be another round of shows in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if, if, if you're listening and you've just come back from one of these events and you're just thinking, oh, shit, what do I do next? Um, it, it is that go back and be like, okay, what are we trying to accomplish as a firm? What, what do we want to accomplish for our clients? What do we want to accomplish for our team? And and just really narrow down on the the two or three things that you can that you can do between now and September 15, between now and October 15, between now and the end of the year, because you can't do everything. And and so what what are those those two or three things that you as a team are really going to work hard on and and try and close out before whatever that um, whatever that deadline is for you? That's a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know. We're, we're in June and already talking about September 15, October 15, fall, uh, and the end of the year. So we're halfway and through we the year. December. Yeah. You know, it's going to be two of them in December. They're overlapping each other. I'm kind of upset about that. Which, which, what's overlapping with what? Uh, digital CPA is overlapping with Cuban Connect. Uh, where's Digital CPA? Is that in Washington? It's Austin. In Austin. And and then QuickBooks Connect is in in Las Vegas. Are you going to ZeroCon in yeah, August? And and sweaty August, New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I'll just, I'll just stay in the hotel. 
when do, when does hurricane season start um anyway <laughs> um well it's monsoon season in india right now i could tell you that and and, and, and how and, is the team and it was in india? pretty stormy in orlando geez we were all oh, to, all our flights were delayed and it was like we, we let ladies and gentlemen uh we're gonna the serve the the crew has to sit down and buckle down you know it's not like being in a plane and having to drop 50 feet <gasps> wow I, that was good I, th- I actually think that is the new, one of the new realities of, of business travel now. You can't go from city to city or, or come in the night before and, and leave the day of. You actually have to allow yourself buffer time for cancellations. Like the, those flight cancellations are insane. So if you want to be there on a, a, a Sunday, yeah, yeah you I want to be there on a Sunday, you've probably got to fly on a, a Friday or, or – well, in Orlando, you can do that justified because, you know, take your family because you're going to go to Disney yep. World or Universal. But I flew out and it was like, okay, I got to hurry up and leave the hotel. Hurry up, get to the airport. Flight's delayed. Okay. Yeah. Delayed. Yeah. Okay. Get on the plane. We're getting on the plane. Right. Okay, cool. Pull out from away from the gate. Sit on the tarmac. And yeah. it's and hot. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to bring you back to the gate and let you get off the plane if you want to get. And we'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Yeah, and then three amazing. hours later, <laughs> you're on your yeah, way home to California. Yeah, I could stay for the rest of the, the conference. You know. Yeah. Um, Penny, any final thoughts? I think I think that's. Uh, it was. It's pretty fascinating. Wrap. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. It's pretty exciting to see uh, so many people uh, embracing it rather than yeah, like we've been talking about this for a long time. It's still, it's still, you know, it's still tough to wrap their heads around, especially the bigger the firm, the hotter it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, but um, a lot of good energy and a lot of uh, I just I really the accountant speakers at Accounting Web and at um, and at scaling both of them were relevant and relational. And that mm. was wonderful. Um, I actually think that's an interesting episode that we might might do in, a, in, in the coming episodes is is actually focused on how does a large firm successfully implement client accounting services and, and sort of some of the challenges that they have to come. Cause I, I, I think that is, it, it's quite unique in the larger firms compared to the, the two and three partners or the four and five partners. So maybe that's a topic. Or just, for, or just the one-off online bookkeeping yeah. firm with one yeah. or two. Yeah. And how they're doing it. Cause they're all, do, they're all doing it. And I think it's a matter of defining what your cast is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay. We can talk for hours as always. Yeah. Um, why don't we put a pin in in today's episode there let's talk more about larger firms uh talk more about technology um and and choosing the right technology partners in upcoming episodes but penny as always delightful conversation look forward to next week when we get to do it all again and uh we'll talk then all right you got it see you enjoy montana will do